Okay. Let's actually get this get this rolling. Because now we've been talking about getting this rolling for 10 minutes. From the top, make the drop, wet. <clears throat> Hello, all. We're the librarians, two friends who joke and smoke about books. We're long distance at the moment. I'm Mindy. I'm the one in Alaska. And I'm Annie, and I currently live in Oregon. This uh, podcast is kind of our way of killing two birds with one stone. Actually, I might stop saying that because it doesn't really, I don't, I don't like the spreading. I don't know why I keep saying it. But anyway, um, we like to kill two birds with one <laughs> Yeah, let's keep shell. killing birds. <laughs> yeah, because it's a very thing that we do. Like, birds are the worst. I don't know. So anyway, we like, we both like to read and we both like to talk to each other for uh, multiple hours on end, usually once a week. So this is kind of our way of doing both of those things. So every week we take a book that we've never read before that neither of us has ever read before. And um, we read them and take notes on them and then get together and get really high and talk about it, which is another thing that we like to do, getting really high and talking about stuff. So please join us on our journey through the library while we check out new books every week and talk about it way too much to the point of being annoying. This week we read, I think the word book. annoying is off limits now, young lady. <laughs> you know my mom you can't tell me what to do um you're not my yeah, mom. <laughs> so this week we read our first horror book and it was the ruins by scott smith and indy is going to give us a little bit of a author bio all right all right all right so i looked up mr scott smith and i honestly couldn't find a lot about him he was born in New Jersey, uh, moved to Ohio as a child where he was raised off a steady diet of uh, Clyde Kessler and Stephen King. Uh, props to him, I guess, for having Stephen King write him like a blurb for the front of the book. Um, it would be an honor, honestly. He was and educated at Dartmouth College. Sorry, go. I was just going to say, Mr. Stephen King did say about this book, the best horror novel of the new century, which I mean, I guess it's, that's a pretty high praise from Mr. Stephen King. So, absolutely. I trust that man with my life. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, back to Scott. Uh, he was educated at Dartmouth College and Columbia University. He lives in New York. Um, and that's really it. That's all I could find about him. He supposedly was working on some TV shows uh, like a year or so ago, but I couldn't really find his website or like a social media presence, really anything else about him. Uh, yeah, that's Scott. I do enjoy a man that doesn't have a social media presence and I don't know why that is, but. No, I get it. Anyway, <laughs> um, this book was categorized as a horror um, story in a Barnes Noble blog titled 25 of the most terrifying, all caps, terrifying is all caps, um, terrifying horror books ever by a Mr. Jeff Summers. So, well, we're judging you, Jeff, as always. <laughs> um, synopsis from the back of the book. Trapped in the Mexican jungle, a group of friends stumble upon a reaping horror unlike anything they could have ever imagined. Two young couples are on a lazy Mexican vacation. Sun-drenched days, wild nights, making friends with fellow tourists. 
When the brother of one of those friends disappears, they decide to venture into the jungle to look for him. When starts, <clears throat> it started out as a fun day trip, slowly spirals into a nightmare. Why am I having such a hard time with this? What started out as a fun day trip slowly spirals into a nightmare when they find an ancient ruin site and the terrifying presence that lurks there. All right. Spooky. So, spooky, ooky. Okay, I'm not high yet, unfortunately, which is why this is. I'm too high. Well, this is painful. <laughs> so, we're going to take our smoke break. And I'm smoking out of my vape pen, which I always do because I am a douchebag. And this time, I am smoking a sativa, and it is called Shadow Glue. Cindy, Shadow what glue. are you smoking? Tell me about Shadow that. Shadow Glue. I have no way of telling you. I don't know anything. I went to the, the weed store, and I said, hello, I need, a, I need a cartridge for my pen. I only like sativa. And I have no opinions. What do you like? And the girl said, this. And I said, thank you. And that's the end of the interaction. Connecting to these vibes. <laughs> Does not pass the vibe, check. What are you smoking? All right, her name is GMO Kush. It's a live resin, um, which is a type of, of dab that I'm taking in my not, not so fancy bog setup. Uh, kind of frankenstein together but we don't have to talk about that <laughs> anyway it's uh supposed to be pretty garlicky which i don't know why i dig that in a dab um it's a nice uh indica which i'm going to chill out and read about this book uh, that stressed me the fuck out so you know i really need this calming one hi hi captain I got my little worm. We ready? What'd you make? Oh, did you do something? What'd you make? I made a little dab worm. What the hell's a dab worm? Um, I just took some dabs and I rolled them in my palm, palm until it made a worm. And then when oh. I do when I do the dab, I'm gonna drop the worm in. This that is a new way I for you to it. do dabs. Oh, I've never shown you. This is actually the right way to do dabs. So, so you, you taught me the ghetto way? Nectar. Technically, yeah, I taught you the way that makes you look like a meth head. <laughs> it's just, it's a, I, I've been doing it with the nectar collector, but now I've decided that I'm just going to use this bong because we finally got it back. <laughs> look at it. It's so pretty. It's got mushrooms on it. I know. I like it. You gonna hit your little worm? Or are you already high enough? No, fuck. No, never. <laughs> I don't know if you can tell, but I put my hair up in a little little pen bun. Oh, I see that. Hmm. Hair's getting long, huh? What? I said your hair's getting long. Oh yeah. I can almost put it in a ponytail, but like I have so much in front so it just kind of looks dumb it's like i'm just very front heavy right now which i get it i shaved off the back of my head so it's going to be just different it's like its own mass it's like two different things it feels like a mullet honestly the big mullets are super in right now 
I know, right? I'm a fucking fashionista. <laughs> it's, like a, it's like a reverse mullet, though. Yeah, it's all it's party all up front, and then I got I gotta go to the office in the back. <laughs> office is in the back. My human nightclub. Oh my god. I almost thought the Twilight Zone. You almost, you almost bought the Twilight Zone? Yeah, like the complete series. Me and Jared were at the Walmart not too long ago, and it was there, and it was on sale. I was like, oh, fuck, almost. How much was it on sale for? It would have been like 50 bucks, I think. Oh, that's not that bad. Did I just hear a Winnie? I think it sounded like a whinny, like a horse whinny outside. Hope those horses didn't follow me home. <clears throat> okay, so we are back from our smoke break um, and ready to start the book. So just a heads up, our books were formatted differently and so our pages are weird. And also, there isn't any chapters in this book. It's all just page breaks. So just keep that in mind. Our notes might not be super cohesive, but I did my best. <clears throat> so my first note actually comes from page four, which I think is kind of funny that I barely got into this book before I literally won one whole page of mine in before I got mad about something again. And so this is what I got mad about. Um, in the book the two main characters um are named Stacy and Amy and they are described as such they cut their hair boyishly short for the trip and they wore matching Panama hats posing for photos arm in arm they looked like sisters Amy the fair one Stacy the dark both of them tiny barely five feet tall bird-like in their thinness they were sisterly in their behavior too full of whispered secrets wordless intimacies knowing looks and I'm just like, I don't like the way that they're described because it says that they're tiny and bird-like in their thinness. And I just think I don't like when men try to write about women because they don't really seem to have any like fucking clue what a real woman, like what a woman is. They just like have ideas in their head and they write down their ideal. And I'm just like, but women are never like this. I don't know. I don't like how they were described as being tiny and bird-like. I just, it feels just gross, I guess. So anyway, I hated that. But then he also ended that by saying that they were sisterly in their behaviors too, knowing, filled with whispered secrets, wordless intimacy, and knowing looks, which is just like very interesting that he can pick up on that about women, which they're usually pretty good about having a conversation without ever saying a word like just the way they look at each other so I thought that was interesting how he knew that and wrote about that but otherwise he was just yeah. weird about women so I don't know it's kind of gross I don't like the way he described them yeah British is kind of like a weird descriptor I don't know if I like that either <coughs> I don't know if I would use that like if that's the first way I would use to describe anyone like thin and small like just what 
petite. I feel like petite's better than bird-like. Bird-like feels a little insulting. Yeah. And it just also seems a little unrealistic, but whatever. Yeah, absolutely. He describes Stacy differently later in the book. So it's just like... Yeah, ah. she's supposed to be the busty one. But like, how can you be busty and bird-like? <laughs> just got, never mind. Anyway, I didn't like it. <laughs> I finally washed my, my hydro flask. Nice. I didn't wash it for a whole year, so I didn't drink water for a whole year. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> All right. Okay. Next note? Yes. It turned out Heinrich had left a note. Okay, no, that's just where it is. So I don't think I need to say that. Okay. So far, not very many people. Oh. Fuck, maybe I should find out where I am so I can say a page number. <laughs> you don't have oh, to. Mine is page seven. So, okay, so my page seven, I don't know. Uh, so far, there's a lot of characters. <clears throat> um, Matthias and Heinrich. Heinrich is the one that's missing. Uh, they're the German ones, the three Greeks that switch names and then follow the girls around. Um, which is just weird, a weird thing to say. Why are they flying around? Why are they letting him? Why is, why is this happening? Mm -hmm. um, Stacy, uh, Stacy who cheated on Eric with one of the Greeks. So whoa, Stacy, uh, calm down. Amy, uh, Jeff, and then Eric. Um, and they're the two couples, I guess. Uh, so Stacy is with Eric and Amy and Jeff are together. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's a lot. It's a lot. So I was just really glad that I was taking notes because that was a lot to keep track of. And you do, like, you definitely don't like when characters get introduced that fast. Like, you like it to be spread out so that you have time to, like, get to know the character before somebody else gets put in your eye line, you know? I just feel like we've talked about that before. Oh, yeah, so. absolutely. I, I think I'm just like, I can't. Oh, it's just... I don't know if I can't, I can't go that fast. I'm not smart enough. <laughs> you just like, you like getting to know people slowly. I feel like, I don't know. It just, we talked about this because like of my own, when I was writing and you were like, oh, you just introduced a lot of characters really fast. And, you, and I was like, okay, that, that makes sense. <laughs> so I just, when I was reading that, I kind of knew that you were gonna be like, this is holy fuck, there's a lot of characters. Because it is oh. already just like right off the bat, there's like what, like six, six to eight people, if I could count. Yeah, there's like, yeah, eight people. Yeah, that's too many people. <clears throat> but no, that's not. It's like nine people. Hold on. We're all bad at Yeah, 20 people. 20 we can't even keep track. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot. Um, so then my next note is on page 11, on my page 11, and um, it just is like this whole thing. So Stacy, right off the bat, cheats on, like, Eric in the book, like, at, in our, like, where we started, then she cheated on someone, and that's an addition to all the people that she cheated on Eric with before, because apparently she's kind of a slut, their words, not ours. They, they, they do call her that later. So 
yeah she just kind of <laughs> cheats on eric a lot and we already know that she, we already know that she cheated on him once and like we find out she cheated At least on, him, once. Like, on him yeah so um he said um they'd see each other every weekend uh in another year or two he'd ask he'd ask her to marry him they'd live somewhere in new england and she'd get some sort of job helping people and maybe He'd keep teaching or maybe he wouldn't it didn't matter he was happy he was going to keep being happy they'd be happy together and I'm just like this man is out here planning their whole life together while she's kissing some other guy and I just feel like Eric yeah. gives off big like first gotta die vibes because you know how in like in like the typical horror there's always like the first person that dies and it's always either a girl or it's like it's like the nice boy you know, that's just kind of, like, stupid. I don't know. And I just feel bad for Eric. I felt like he was going to die first. So I went through the whole book being like, okay, and when's Eric going to die? So, yeah. Yeah. Starting off, if you think about it, it's, like, just a classic horror movie. He definitely, you know, he's going to yeah. die first. <laughs> They're all going to die, and he's first. Yeah, it's, it's Eric. That's just the vibe I get from him. So, yeah. So, like, like, like you said, Stacy is just like already like not starting off the story, uh, looking good in in this book. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, it's the uh, apparently she has been told that she complains too much, and so she doesn't speak up about not feeling good about this little adventure that they're going on. Um, mm-hmm. she keeps quiet and that's just like it's not very girl power of her um so really just like at the check. beginning does not pass no so yeah the beginning of the book just like Stacy's fucking going through it she's cheating on her boyfriend and then this the next bit they're they're rushing around in a bus station trying to get to the bus it's going to take them to the ruins or whatever and she's like felt up by some random like kid in the bus station or like right outside the bus station and she's like actually traumatized by it but she just doesn't talk about it she's just like oh Stacy so she like cheats on her man gets sexually assaulted in, the, in front of the train station and then like yeah just Stacy whoa and then like the only person that stops to like listen to her is this guy Matthias which is like their friend their German friend and it's his brother that's missing and they like have this weird like moment where he like the other thing that annoys me it's it's supposed to be cute cute I guess or foreshadowing I don't know but it also annoys me the way they describe it but Matthias like bends down because apparently he's so tall and she's so small that he has to get down like on his knees as if he was talking to a child is actually how they describe it in the book and I'm just like God. is it creepy or more creepy that this man is describing this apparently desirable woman as the size of a child like should we not be worried about that I just yeah that is a little off-putting I don't really like that it's a little weird so anyway <laughs> Matthias like bends yeah. down and is like is like talking to her and he's like what happened are you okay and I'm just like this is weird this is a weird moment that they have together yeah, I really don't like how the book treats women so far. Like, none of the characters or, like, none of the things that happened to them so far is very nice. So they're moving along towards the ruins. Um, and then classic horror movie style, there's a man 
Um, there's a man that is warning them against going to this place, the ruins. And they're there to look for someone who's gone missing. And they're just gonna go, not knowing anything about what's going on there. They're just gonna go to these ruins that are, you know what, probably dangerous if people are going missing there. Um, I wonder if that's a good idea, you know, especially if people are warning them away from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And they get warned multiple times. I don't know. It just, it's classic horror movie, obviously, but it's just like, ugh, why? You, they never listen. Probably because they're being yeah, they're a group of men. Um, so, far, like this book does not start off well. I don't like no. it to start off with. Uh, so it's um, the four of them, so it's Stacy and Eric and Amy and Jeff and then Matthias. And then they run into, on their way out of the hotel, they run into one of their friends that they made, two of the three Greek guys. And they run into one of them and they just refer to him. They say that it's the one that's calling himself Pablo because apparently the 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 Greek guys switch their names back and forth and it's not even their real names in the first place so they say it's the one that calls himself Pablo and they run into him and they get him to go with them and he leaves a note for his friends like with the map that they have he leaves a note for his other two friends so that they can come along with them and join them later which is like kind of a big important part of the rest of this book I guess because they're just waiting for the other Greeks to come and save them the whole time um so they run into him and I just hate they either call him Pablo like or the one that calls himself Pablo or they just call him the Greek this whole book like I understand that there's a language barrier and allegedly the three guys switch their names around but I also kind of feel like that's a little bit bullshit I'm like is it really that they switch their names around or is it that the white the drunk white people can't figure out which one of them is which this whole book like time you know what I mean I just kind of feel like that's a little more plausible um so I was just kind of annoyed how the author is like continuing to choose to refer to him as the Greek he like has a name obviously and you should just tell us what it is which he does spoiler alert <laughs> later we learn his real name which gets to me but mm. I just get annoyed that they just call him the Greek the whole time and then I feel like spoiler alert after his accident that's when they start calling him by his name like they start referring to him that way like the book stops referring to him as a greek and then starts referring to him as pablo and I'm like that's kind of weird that they just decided to humanize him once he got into his accident you know and they're like okay now we'll call him by a name does that make sense i hadn't noticed that yeah yeah that's kind of weird i don't know if i like that either this like, like is it just because like he's a foreign guy that they don't they don't understand so like they have no connection to him why do they only mm-hmm. feel a connection to him after he's like, like hurt, like injured, fucking yeah, real bad? Like it's yeah. weird, and it's not even until after he. Ooh, fuck! Spoiler alert! It's not even until after he's dead that they even tell us his real name. Like, yeah, it's such an interesting like little metamorphosis of his name, which is like again, is Scott Smith an asshole or is he a genius? Like. <laughs> I just it's, it's I feel like I run into this every like every book I'm just like are you like are you a genius like did you just do like some I don't know that's I feel like what makes this book so good 
which spoiler alert, like I actually kind of like it. So. Oh yeah, we both end up liking this one. Yay horror, you did it. Sorry if you you like to wait to the end to learn this, but I actually, spoiler alert, enjoyed this book. So anyway, <coughs> I just thought that was interesting. Yeah, I didn't even notice that. Jesus, damn, you're smart. So they get to the mine village and the mine village is nearby the ruins. And at this point I get a really, like I get a chill. And at this point I'm like, I think I'm gonna like this book. Cause I really like it when a horror novel can like affect me like that. And it gave me a chill talking about the Mayan village and about this this baby that may or may not be dead. It's just kind of just a limp baby. And I don't like just the imagery of that. And I don't like not knowing if it was alive or dead at all. Mm -hmm. They're looking for the ruins. Um, trying to find it based off of directions someone had given them. Um, and the path that they need to take is actually blocked off by palm fronds. And for some reason, they decide to not avoid this obviously blocked trail. Like it just seems kind of dumb on their part. It's just like more horror movie stuff. They're dumb. They're kind of being dumb, making dumb decisions. Um, mm -hmm. It's kind of like, you know, the gas station intend them not to go forward. And he's right, you know, this is that, this is another sign. You know, this is another dude with the truck saying, don't go on, like y'all gonna die. And like, this is, this proves it. And mm -hmm. I just don't really like how Jeff just brushes off all of Amy's concerns about it, you know, just more of not liking how the book treats women. Yeah. Like, so weird. It just, I feel like Jeff just like hates women. Like he just hates Amy. And Amy just like still like just, I don't know. I don't know that she like necessarily loves him either, but she's just like committed to their relationship. And he's just like, so he just dismisses her so much so I don't know it's weird and then on the other hand there's like Eric and Stacy where like Stacy is just cheating on Eric left and right and Eric's like sipping so hard and I think that's an interesting parallel because Jeff also just kind of treats everybody else in the whole book like they're stupid he has a very like savior complex and yeah I don't I'm know it's weird Jeff. and Eric is like super like super selfless you know like he just does shit like spoiler alert he like drops into a hole like for somebody else on my page 52 it says they all stood there staring shading their eyes against the sunlight it was a beautiful sight a hill shaped like a giant breast covered in red flowers and I just said that's a super unnecessary description like I don't appreciate that stat <laughs> Is there anything else you could describe this hill as other than a boob? Like, is that the only thing that's around? Like, I just don't, I just don't get it. <laughs> and so I just got pissed off and I was just like, okay, fuck off, Scott. Like, I don't want to hear from you for the rest of this book, which doesn't make sense. But he just made me very mad in that moment. Um, I'll just, I'll get to yeah, it later. He's on he, just, he, he just, has a lot of I'm very, he's very questionable sometimes so anyway I got really annoyed about that for some reason. <laughs> and also it's important to note that they get to the hill and there's like it's like a clearing and then there's like space around the hill but there's a very distinct line where 
spoiler alert, you cross it and it's a bad thing. <laughs> but he <laughs> uh, so they're around this hill and then uh, guys from the um, village come and don't don't let them back out. So that's yeah, important. like originally there's an old guy like trying to warn them away and then after there's like this there's this point of no return and they don't realize it but after they've reached mm -hmm. that point of no return they're now they're not allowed to go back you know they're forced back into the ruin like towards the ruins and it's rough you know it's like this clear divide like they're it's like a they've crossed a border and like they didn't even know it they're, mm -hmm. they're fucked you know yeah so yeah they hike up the boob hill um and end up finding dun, 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 Matthias's brother's body hidden by a bunch of vines. And that's a bummer because that's the kid that they came to find. And then some screaming. Always oh, screaming. Is that when they get to the vines? Is that when Pablo falls? They tried to kill Pablo. Mm. The plan helps them. Yeah, I, I'm confused. What's going on? What's up with these vines? There's a lot of questions about the vines, let's be honest. And like, um, they, apparently the vines, like are filled with some sort of like acid do, so it burns them. And it, it happened like the first time they like cut one and it like got on them. So that's just weird. We're like, what's up with the vines? Why are they everywhere? And vines are covering everybody and also they have acid spit it's just like it's very foreboding yeah, and it like breaks down everything like like the clothes everything mm -hmm. <clears throat> super acid um oh yeah so they are at the ruins they they fall down a hole because uh the acid eats through rope and they're hearing like this chirping noise from the bottom of the hole and they think it's a cell phone ringing so they try to send one guy down, down and it's like a like a mining shaft or something and then try to send Pablo down and uh, to find the phone and then yeah the the vine ate the rope and it it breaks and Pablo falls. they saw they saw that the vine like they saw that it was starting to eat its way through the rope so they like really quickly started to try pulling back up and it fucking snapped when he was near the top so he fell like the furthest he could have fucking fallen and mm -hmm. broke the fuck out of his back and it was ooh, so stressful to read about and it's like oh god why uh mm -hmm. and then and so he, eric eric gets sent down they like they get the rope back together and they send eric down to check on pablo um and that's scary um and they um he gets to the bottom and he finds him and he tells him that he thinks that pablo broke his back and Eric jumps off of the rope. Uh, like he, they're pulling him back up because they, well, they don't have enough rope to get to the bottom. And so they pull Eric back up and saying that they like have to fix the rope and try to make it longer. And they don't want to leave Eric down there in case they can't make the rope any longer. And then Eric realizes that that means that they would just leave Pablo at the bottom of the pole and not go back for him. And he, jumps out of the sling that they made and like to the bottom because he doesn't want Pablo to be by himself and it's just like ah, Eric's a little simp like ah, rough 
yeah, so that was stressful. That whole thing is stressful. Um, I thought he was uh, dumb for doing it, absolutely, because yeah, he, so they're, like, they sent Pablo down with, like, an oil lamp, and it, like, shatters in the fall, and he get, and, and Eric gets a huge shard of glass in his fucking knee, and, and it's the grossest thing ever. The vine, like, climbs, climbs into his knee hole. Very mm. uncomfortable. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, it's just very weird. And that's gross. It's, which is also foreboding. It's just very foreboding. This whole book is just full of, like, and then something bad's going to happen later. So. Uh, it definitely starts, starts to get. It just starts, it starts getting rough, you know? <laughs> um, so I know that we've like kind of already talked about how Stacy is um, referred to not very nicely in this book. And she's done some not very nice things, i.e. cheat on Eric. Um, but they, they do another thing that makes me not like Stacy. Um, it says, Stacy didn't know what time it was. She left her watch back in her hotel room, forgotten it on the table beside the bed. Realizing this, she felt a momentary tug of anxiety, thinking that the maid might steal it, a graduation present from her parents. She was always expecting hotel maids to steal her things, and yet, in all the traveling she'd done, it hadn't happened, not once. And I'm just like, this makes me so mad. You just assume that your maid is going to steal your stuff, even though it's literally never happened to you before. It's just because she's been conditioned to believe that. Someone in her life told her that made steel and she just literally never questioned it. And I just think that's so gross. Like people need to stop doing this. And we need to stop, stop instilling these types of like, I don't know, these thoughts. Like you just, these assumptions about people that maids are going to steal. Like, fuck you. Like, just don't tell if someone that. probably doesn't even look that nice. <laughs> right? But like, don't tell someone that. So that they just think it their whole life like because it's never happened to her he says it's never happened to her so she's literally no reason to think that except that somebody told her i'm just like he's fucking don't tell people shit like that just stop just it's gross that's a keep that in your head thought yeah you know that little voice that sometimes you should have that says hey maybe you shouldn't say this out loud you should listen anyway made me mad listen linda linda, linda honey listen Water break, sorry. Grandma gave me some crack. Grandma gave you some crack? Crack, it's like, um, what is it? It's like a brittle with like saltines and then chocolate and then nuts. Oh. I've never heard of that before. No. It's crack. Just keep yelling, it's crack. That'll, That'll help me figure it out. Oh fuck! So much It's crack. I've never seen that before in my life. Is it good? Crack, Annie. All right. Well, thanks, Grandma. For not sending me any. <laughs> Tell Grandma to send me the recipe. I will. Truth, appreciate it. Kind of start making it obvious that they move a little faster than they should. Like mm-hmm. something's a little, a little not not right. And along with the cell phone chirping and how that keeps going off every now and then. 
Um, and then as things get kind of weird, Stacy, <coughs> Stacy is Stacy, um, and does something I really don't like. Uh, they're in the tent for the night, and they leave Pablo outside, by the way, because they don't want him stinking up the tent because he can't control his bowels because he broke his fucking back. Mm-hmm. Terrible. But don't worry, they built him a lean anyway, that definitely, definitely does not keep him dry. Nope. Does not keep the vines away. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> yeah, Stacy decides to jerk Eric off in the tent. Uh, this tent they're sharing with everyone and I hate that because like for two reasons first what the fuck Stacy everyone is around you and like Amy's like not even asleep she's witnessing she's having to put up with that and Mm -hmm. like they're already talking about peeing in a bottle to ration their water usage and do you know how much moisture you're wasting right there Stacy you're killing Eric right there. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. It was very odd. And I felt bad for Amy to have to sit there and that's just gross. But it's important. That's a, another important thing to notice that like he expelled some moisture on the floor <laughs> of the tent and uh they also watched, so it's important to note because earlier they watched uh, a vine suck up like the moisture out of Amy like threw up and it sucked up the moisture and they were like, holy Ew. fuck, what the hell? So then it spilled his moisture on the floor and it attracts the vine. That's- yeah, the vine is it's gross. A- <laughs> it's attracted to like body fluids. So, carnivorous vine. So it's gross on two levels. It's gross on the on the survival scale level because the vine's gonna come for that that ish. Um, but also it's just gross to jerk off your boyfriend next to your best friend. That's just like, ew. I want you to know so. I would never do that to you. I appreciate that. I will also never do that to you. <laughs> Later on, uh, my favorite guy, Matthias and Stacy, uh, they have a bit of a moment. Um, Mat- Matthias is talking about his brother, the one that they came to rescue. Um, really talking to his brother up, having a bonding moment with Stacy, and he just he starts to give her advice of how they're going to get through this because this is obviously like a serious situation that they're now in, like it's a survival situation. Um, mm-hmm. someone's injured they have no call for help they don't have very many supplies um, they can't crisis. get off the hills they can't like people are pointing weapons at them the Mayan village the guy that warned them away that forced them down the path further is now like they're surrounded they can't leave the area anymore they have to mm-hmm. figure that shit out Ooh, how are they going to do that and they're waiting for their green um, friends so yeah. to show up yeah, they're just waiting, and they keep talking about they're waiting and waiting, and they they may show, never show up. Like, they make a point of bringing that up all the time. They may come, or they might not, you know, don't get your fucking hopes up. And I was like, damn, this book is depressing. Mm-hmm. And they're shitting on Amy. Because, and stressful. Yeah, and they're shitting on Amy because she's, like, holding out hopes that 
the groups are gonna come and they're like shitting on her like every time she like says okay but like they could show up today then they're like fuck you Amy you don't know what you're talking about which I just think is so <laughs> shitty so anyway sorry I got mad about that you're not gonna but give also a shit Amy, Amy. <laughs> also Amy's refusing to deal with it she's just like no we don't need to plan a future because they will come today and they will help us and she's just like refusing to like to accept that they're in a dire situation I guess which I don't know who knows what we would act like if we're in these situations yeah that's true we never really know until we're in them she's just she's not really she's not acknowledging the severity of the situation that they're in and like Mm -hmm. later on she ends up like stealing water and that's I don't know if you've seen a lot of survival movies, but that will fucking kill you for that. Yeah, that's bad. Um, but anyway, so Matthias is like talking to Stacy about the situation, so he's oh, yeah, at least sorry. thinking about it clearly. Yeah, some of them are thinking clearly. Some of them are being realistic. Jeff, Jeff is one who's being a little too, like he's a survivalist guy, so he's like the he's making himself the leader. They're all like taking taking his advice and he's like making orders and like making plans like he's the man with the plan mm-hmm. and it's because he thinks he's smarter than all of them like he thinks that they won't be able to survive if he doesn't help them because Jeff sucks spoiler alert but um, but Matthias Matthias seems like the only guy that I'm like I don't actually no no hate to to baby Eric I do like Eric but I feel like Matthias so far has been like the least problematic person, except for that he's having some weird, intense um, eye contact with Stacy sometimes. So, yeah. But other than that, I feel like he's unproblematic. So, he does say that that cool thing. Um, well, not that cool thing, but when he's talking to Stacy about um, about the survivalists and how they need to like understand what situation they're in which is the situation that we just spent 10 minutes explaining I guess yeah I don't know it's a lot it's terrifying to think about um anyway he says try to be like an animal like a dog rest when you have the chance eat and drink if there's food and water survive each moment that's all Heinrich he was impulsive he was like he moved things over and then he lunged at them he thought too much and too little all at the same time we can't be like that and I really like the way a that he described his brother um and I just really like just that's just good advice like you gotta get in the mode Stacy mm-hmm. yeah he was then, he's, I don't know he's cool he is a cool guy he's my favorite guy I have high I have high I have high hopes have lots of hopes that he will make it to the end mm-hmm. not not probably Eric though or now Pablo, who is no, who is um, has a broken back, which is awful. Um, very, very, very injured. Jesus. Yes. Uh, they spend the night in the tent. Wake up the next morning, and the vine is like all caps eating Pablo and Eric's legs. Um, and this fucking thing is big and it's fast enough that it like that it moves like a snake. And when she's Amy, like. Again, Amy does a lot of vomiting in this book. I don't know if we've brought that up yet, but she vomits again and it like comes at the vomit and starts eating it. But Mm -hmm. it's like, 
it's in Eric's leg. It started to eat Pablo's legs. Like they could see straight through to the bone. Like it's terrifying. This is when it starts to go off the fucking rails. Like, whoa. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. And Eric starts like really freaking out about it. Like Matthias yeah, cuts the vine out of his leg. Um but he won't let them put a band-aid on it because he's afraid that it's like still inside of his body. So he just like has yeah. an open wound. And everyone's like, dude, Eric, we need to cover that because it's attracted to your blood. And he's like, dude, no, you can't because then it won't be able to get out of my body. And they're like, Eric, you're being crazy. And he's like, you're not listening to me. And it's just a lot. Like Eric kind of starts losing. Yeah. And everyone just thinks Eric he's starts crazy. to lose it. Yeah. It's, oh God, it stresses me out so much. I know. Just more foreboding. Like, just ish everywhere. Um, Amy really starts being the worst. Um, <clears throat> she refuses to pee in a bottle. Like the rest, it's, you know, she's not being a team player. <laughs> um, Which, she's putting like way be, too much faith into the Greeks. Let's be clear. She won't pee in the bottle because they're peeing in the bottle because Jeff thinks he's going to spill it so they can drink it. And she's like, no. Absolutely. I will not be drinking like, I get it. Thank you. Yeah, I don't want to do it either, Amy, but, you know, life or death. It's a little early, Jeff, but, you know, this is the... Ugh, ugh, ooh. Mm-hmm. <coughs> yeah. So, but she is the worst. Yeah, she really can't accept what's happening, and, like, they're stuck there. And she's just like waiting on the Greeks and waiting on the Greeks. And like either the Greeks are going to get turned away by the Mayans or they're not going to get turned by, away by the Mayans and they're going to be stuck in the same situation that, that they're all in. And like, why was, why does she wish that upon the Greeks? <laughs> yeah. Like, and I think we're also glossing over the part of like, they can't speak to each other. They have a language barrier. And the only person that can speak to them about what's going on is Pablo. And they don't know that Pablo's going to make it because he's a broken fucking back and they can't get him to the hospital. Like, so even yeah. if the Greeks do show up, like, what what are they going to do? Like, it's just... They're, they're going to they fight a bunch just, of Mayans? Yeah, apparently. They just, they I don't know, it's very weird. So that's also, like, nerve-wracking. Um, but, so, uh, to that point, Pablo is very injured and they are what they're going to do about it. And so they, it's Matthias and Jeff and are having a conversation and they say, uh, end it, cut his throat, smother him. And Matthias says, you can't be serious. And then Jeff says, if he were a dog, wouldn't you? And then Matthias goes, well, he's not a dog, which this is just Jeff in a nutshell. He's just very like <laughs> yeah. survivalist. Like we got to do what we got to do. And Matthias is like, hold up, homie. That's a little extreme because Matthias is unproblematic as fuck. And I don't know. It's just very weird. Yeah. And you're moving. Says, moving a little too his, quick, Jeff. We're moving a little too quick. Yeah. And so Jeff just wants to kill him. And like. I'm just saying right now, if we were in any sort of situation like this, if we were ever stuck somewhere where we couldn't, we couldn't, we didn't know if we we're going to be rescued and I am incapacitated in this way, like, 
I mean, if I have a cut on my leg, it's probably fine. Even if a vine's crawling in it, like that's probably cool. But if I have a broken fucking back, you have my full permission to end me. Like, don't let it get to the Ooh. point where our friends have to decide what what's more humane. Just do it. Just kill me. Like, even if you and I have to make a little suicide pact, if that makes you feel better, we can definitely do that. But I don't want to have to try to survive a broken back in the jungle with a bloodthirsty vine eating my legs. Like, don't let it, don't let it get to this point, okay? Just, just kill me. Are you sure you don't want to, you don't want your legs to get cut off, which is what they fucking do to Pablo next? It's not a good look. Um, my AirPod is dying. Hang on. Mine is too. Oh my God. So yeah, they fucking cut off Pablo's legs and, um, Holy fuck, the vine just slithers on out of the bush and takes them. Ah! Yeah, fucking gross. This book is stressing me the fuck out. Like, I'm getting physically, like, stressed. And for some reason, these dumbasses decide that they're going to drop down into the hole. And then my favorite part of the whole book comes up. Amy makes the darkest joke I could ever think of. Um, she finds Pablo's shoes down there because they got left down there when he broke his back. And she's like, no need for socks and shoes anymore, of course. Not for Pablo. Never again. And I was like, Jesus. Okay, you can talk about your feelings about them dropping into the hole. I I don't have good feelings about it at all. Yeah, this book (laughs) gives no good feelings. (laughs) Like, they drop into this hole. (laughs) And I'm like, did I miss something? Like, what? when is this book supposed to be set? And why don't they have cell phones? Like, obviously, cell phones exist because they think that this, like, they think they're hearing a cell phone. So I know that cell phones exist, but why don't any of them have them? Did I miss something where they left them at the hotel? Like, yeah, they didn't bring them to Mexico with them because, like, at this time, I think it was, like, the early to mid-2000s. Um, it was too expensive to have international calling for it to like work their cell phones to work in Mexico and they didn't want to spend the money to get like a local phone while they were there uh-huh. it was basically them just being cheap about the trip they didn't want to they didn't want to pay for have like being able to use their cell phones so I definitely just missed that part like that was an actual thing they talked about it was just like one line at some point and I only remembered it because you saying like did I miss something where are their cell phones like where are their cell phones and I think I read it not too long after I saw that or something Okay. Just, I don't know. I don't remember. <laughs> okay. Well then, yes, it is just me not reading the full book. So I apologize, but I just thought that that was weird. And, um, so that was strange. Well, they should have definitely gotten a fucking phone. Yeah. And then I also just was like, I don't think this is a phone. Like Eric couldn't find it when he was down in the hole and it sounded like it was changing directions and he was freaked out about it. So it's just like, I just have a sneaking suspicion, like suspicion that that's not a fucking phone. And spoiler alert, you find out that it's not, it's not a phone. The vines are just making noises like to lure Jeff and Amy to their deaths. They just, it was like mimicking it. And I said, you know, just a casually homicidal plant sucking up liquids, eating legs and mimicking noises. Just like something's going on here. Very strange. Yeah, not a not a fan of this plant not one bit um as the book goes on it just gets wilder and wilder and it just really made me distrust nature because already it moved at first it was just an acid plant and now it's like moving acid plant and now it's like hey give me your legs plant and i 
not a fan. Not a fan at all. Um, and Eric really starts to go fucking off. Eric starts going crazy. He thinks that the vine is like alive inside his leg. And it's oh. like he's not wrong. Yeah, he's not. He ends up not being wrong. It's just like terrifying to think about. And I just don't like how no one is taking him seriously. They always think he's crazy, but he's kind of acting crazy. Just a tad. All right, yeah, on my page 226, um, they are talking. It is, let's see, I believe it is Jeff and Stacy, yes, having this conversation. Which, okay, first of all, this is why I think that Jeff hates Amy because he says that he met them because they were roommates in college and he met them like he helped them put together furniture and he couldn't decide which one of them he was gonna date and he just eventually picked amy because she seemed like she was more steady but but he really thinks amy he really thinks stacy's hotter and i was just like yeah i didn't like that he had to pick between the hot one or the like lame one yeah the one who has her life together and so it's just like weird and then, so anyway, he's like, ta- they're like talking in the, in the woods and, or the jungle. And he's, he's just gross. He's just talking, he's telling us this whole thing about how he should have picked Stacy and he thinks about having an affair with her and da, 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 da. Anyway. And so the fabric is like tearing out a hole in her shirt and it says she pulled it free. The fabric tore open a long slit. She wasn't wearing a bra. Jeff had a brief glimpse of her right breast. It looked surprisingly like Amy's. Same size, same shape. And I was just like, I call fucking bullshit on this. If I've learned anything from listening to True Crime Obsessed and hearing Patrick Hines scream about third love for days on end, like, it's that nobody's boobs are the same as anybody else's. Jeff's just a stupid boy. And so is Scott for writing this. He's made way too many references to boobs in this book <laughs> that I just don't understand. And I'm like, were there no women to screen this story before it was published? Like, did he not let anybody, any woman read this? Because if a man was like, hey, read this manuscript. And I said, hmm, you made way too many references to boobs. I would have said, don't publish this shit until you fix it. It's weird. There's too much boobage. I just don't, I don't know. But that's just me. No, I felt it. I definitely was a little ooped out by it. But, you know, nah, maybe it's a man. Maybe he's writing this book for other men. Men like boobs. I guess that's true. Which is fine. You I can like, don't like it. <laughs> like, it's just weird. It's The whole thing's weird. Um, and then their dumbasses some more, and they decide to start drinking, which is great since they're low on water. Um, I start getting stupid and they have this weird moment, this kind of like meta moment talking about um, if they survive this, um, they would obviously, obviously make it a movie um, and who would play them in the movie. And then it starts to get super insulting. This is when they, they bring up and just flat out call Stacy a slut. Mm-hmm. Um, like her own boyfriend, like Eric's her boyfriend. And I know he's like, he's going through it. He's got vine leg and that's rough. But he's been he's cheated on. Me. He's been cheated on ninety four times. But oh yeah, absolutely. 
two wrongs don't make a right. Okay, this is just a toxic couple all up the all up the bat. Oh, it definitely is. <coughs> but he is being really mean. No, he absolutely calling her the slut. He literally says that um she like has to die, like deserves to be punished. And I was like, bro, whoa, that's still your girlfriend. Like, why are you dating her if you have such a terribly low opinion of her? Yeah. Because it's a toxic relationship. It's a terrible opinion of her, but he's also planning his life around marrying her. It's just like, right? There's something wrong with Eric. And there is something wrong with Eric. And it gets into it like more later or maybe before the whole thing of, oh no, it was when he was talking to Pablo about like all the people he's known in his life that have gotten to accidents and have survived. But then he like tells all these stories about the ones that they actually didn't survive and i don't know this man has seen a lot of death in his life it's very yeah he has a lot there's something wrong with eric yeah he's been through a lot that was when they were down in the hole cool yeah him and pablo and he was just talking to pablo to keep him from screaming yeah even though pablo doesn't understand him it's just it's very weird eric's gone through it but he is being a super dick to his girlfriend by calling her a slut and saying she deserves to die because she's a slut. Like, that's very just, mm, no, not right. Yeah, just break up with her, dude. Whoa. Yeah, it's very weird. Um, Shit's really starting to hit the fan. They're drunk. And... Okay, okay, so they're... Oh, fuck. Okay, so after they get drunk um stacy and amy start fighting and apparently this is a usual thing for them when they start drinking and they get they start fighting um and the vines start to mimic everything that they've been saying like every terrible thing like they literally when they were talking about them in the movie they said that matthias would be the villain they he would be the nazi because he's the german guy and that was super fucking rude of eric as well <laughs> super rude really fucked up yeah and the vine is just yelling this uh all throughout the fucking ruins and jeff hears it and jeff is fucking pissed because while they were drunk they ate a shit ton of the food that he's been like super super anal about rationing and so they're like they're fighting and it's just it's a fucking mess it's a mess mm-hmm. yeah it is a huge and, mess and then and then the and first then. death happens <laughs> dun, dun, dun. spoiler alert it is not eric it's not. Who did you think the first death would be? You thought it Eric. would be Eric, right? Well, and then Pablo got hurt, and then I was like, it's going to be Pablo. I thought it was going to be Pablo. Like, I didn't, I had no idea. I thought it would be one of the girls. And then I was like, Pablo, definitely Pablo, because he broke his fucking back. Pablo, yeah. Pablo, Pablo. Yeah. Well, but no. It is not. It's... So, Jeff and Amy have this big shouting match, and she kind of just, like, lays down on the ground and, and pukes. And Jeff's just like, he sees her. He doesn't really see her. He sees like her figure in the darkness. And he's just thinking that she's being dramatic and he's annoyed by it. And he just like goes off and he goes to bed. And the next morning, Matthias is the one that leaves the tent first and sees that Amy is actually like dead. Like Jeff literally thought about checking on her and refused. He's like, you know what? No, Matthias is the one that gets to find that first. His dead girlfriend. (laughs) Uh, to be fair, I don't think Jeff thought she was going to die. Like, I think Jeff was punishing her 
like for their fight and so he just didn't check on her like I didn't think he thought she was gonna die like but he also did just leave her there like she could have died and you should always you should never leave a drunk person laying in their own vomit anyway even if there's not a homicidal snake around like right it's just you don't you don't do that you gotta take care of them because they could die and he just didn't care and that's really shitty of him and then like the next like page jet the motherfucking survivalist all caps wants to talk about eating her body before the vine does just gross just super gross Eagle Scout, my ass. This man is a cannibal. Like, he's just, terrifying. There's something wrong with him. He is a psychopath. And everyone's like, no, no, we don't want to do that. And he was just like, no, no, we might have to. And he's like having this whole thing. And they're like trying to focus on this because Amy's body is just there. And it's either going to rot, like, it's going to start decomposing or the vine's going to get it. They don't know, but the vine's going to get it. And Eric is like, got another like he's just being like penetrated by this vine like it's just yeah. like, and so everyone's having this whole thing but eric's like can somebody get this thing out of me like it's in me like it's inside me and everyone's just like eric you're crazy so about this body <laughs> it's just awful like it's gross the whole part is just ugh. so yeah yeah this vine like literally starts to act evil i don't know if it has a consciousness because it's just it, it starts just like fucking with them they put amy's body in a sleeping bag and like not very long later they notice it start to move and they hear amy's voice but wait it's not amy the vines mimicking her voice they open up the sleeping bag and it just like pops full of vines and then it's like <laughs> it's like it's like one of those like jack-in-the-box things but like in the worst way like you pop it open and it's just a it's just a vine a carnivorous vine it's just Vine gross <laughs> yeah I low-key want to watch the movie just to see how they do that part because that sounds oh, fucked. <laughs> oh yeah, I thought of that when they were talking about the movie theme, like the movie scene. Uh, it would be so meta just like seeing that in the movie theater, them talking about them mm-hmm. in the movies. And like, I wonder if they were right. Like, did they get, you know, did Bruce Willis actually play Jeff? And like, He did not. It was a no, very, it was, it's a very B-list movie. Oh shit! You actually looked it up. I didn't know anything. Yeah. I couldn't find anything about it. <laughs> I did. I looked it up and I read the synopsis, which is fine because I've read the book now, so I know what's supposed mm-hmm. to happen. And they do a lot of weird shit. They cut out some characters and do some weird stuff. And Ugh. yeah, so I don't know. But you know, they got to do what they got to do. But who do they cut out? Well, they like combine Matthias and Pablo into one person. I don't like that. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. You're going to combine the two foreign dudes. I don't like that. Anyway, um, please don't come for us, whichever, whatever place made that movie. I'm sorry. But anyway, it's just weird. I might watch it anyway, though. But anyway, sorry, let's keep going. Oh, yeah. So the vine's just like straight up fucking with them. It's a real smart vine. It Mm -hmm. eats Amy. And now it's back on its bullshit. It's just playing to Eric's sounds of Stacy and Matthias Stacy and Matthias having sex and unless I missed something that never fucking happened so this vine apparently can just make shit up mm-hmm. um I just have a note from here too um it's funny because sometimes we had like the same notes like the same we're notes from the same portion we usually like pick out very different pieces but twice (laughs) doing these notes you and I had like notes from the same portion of the book um but I said okay but like it definitely did right 
Like there's been a lot of weird moments between Matthias and Stacy. And I just like, I don't, I don't know. Maybe it did because it hasn't made up any other noises, you know, like, so maybe it did. My argument to that is like nothing, nothing that's going on makes sense. So why wouldn't it make sense that this would also happen? But also, yeah, yeah, it hasn't lied before. It has to have heard a cell phone. It has to have heard everything else. Like it might have happened. Who's to say? (laughs) And that's just, they never, like it doesn't, unless I also missed that portion of this book, it doesn't ever explicitly say in the writing that they did, but also why do they have such a weird relationship? Like, why is it so, like, they're so awkward. They make, he makes a point to make them be so awkward so many times, like have so many weird, like the pre-kiss moments, you know, like, And it's just, and then it says like when she was kissing, like when the first night when she was making out with the Greek guy that she's making out with, that's not Pablo. Um, it says that Amy watched her do it, but also Matthias watched her, like was very like intense about it. And so I think it's weird. Like, I just think it's very possible that they had sex. We just never know that for sure. Unless, Absolutely. Unless we miss something. But definitely the vine is has malintentions. I don't think the vine has Eric's best interest in heart in this. I oh, think no, he definitely they're fucking with Eric. Yeah, they they hate Eric. So that sucks. This vine is mean. But you know who else we hate? We hate Jeff. Oh yeah. Jeff, ugh, he just doesn't have faith in any of them. And so I just like I think he just like uses that as an excuse and he just like you know, he just makes a fucking break for it. He just, like, goes on the run um, across, like, the no-man's-land area around the ruins to try to, like, get past the mines. And you know what? Surprise, he doesn't make it. He gets shot full of arrows, and the vine just, like, takes him. Yep. And, yeah, Jeff just thinks that he's the smartest, and he also, like, just thinks that he's I don't know. He just thinks he's the best and he's so narcissistic and they just, he just makes it right for it. And I know that he conditioned it in his head to be like, if I don't do it, like we'll die anyway. Like I have to do it for them. Like I have to save them. But I know he was just running for his life because he was, he's selfish. I don't know. I don't like Jeff. So I'm not sad that he died. No, absolutely. Like, oof, he, he ends up dying. And Stacy, Stacy and Matthias, they go together to go look for him because he's been like he's been on watch to look for the Greeks coming. And mm-hmm. they go to like relieve him. They go to check on him because they haven't seen him in a while. And they very distinctly leave Eric alone with the knife. And Eric's being real crazy and untrustworthy, my mm-hmm. lord. Yep. My lord. Cause at every every time he has a knife in his hand he cuts himself open to like try to release the the vine because at this point they know that it's actually inside him like they know that and they're just they don't do anything about it they just are like okay let's go we're gonna go find jeff and they both go together which is very annoying like they only needed one of them like uh, it was just matthias that was going and stacy's like i'll go with you just because like she doesn't want to be around eric right now because eric being a little cuckoo about you know shit being in his body and like i get it literally like oh vines in my skin i can just feel it just talking about it it's terrifying i'm like getting like i'm literally disgusted yeah it's it's awful and pablo i don't know if we talk about this pablo dies at some point like he oh yeah 
he like dies like they ignore him oh no it happens when they're drunk right they they um, um no they... it's when it's when it's when eric and stacy are fighting because the the vines playing the sex stacy matthias sex uh-huh. and they're arguing and they're arguing and then like the vine distracts him long enough to like smother pablo to fucking death yeah and matthias gets pissed because he's like you just you let him you let him die the vine got him so now jeff's dead amy's dead pablo's dead and so they're going through um pablo's stuff and they um they get out his um they get out his passport and where am I? I'm like totally lost. I guess I had a note that I never put a note in for. So I don't, I haven't, I have something marked on my page, but I didn't ever, I didn't ever write my note about it. So I don't know what it, I don't know what it was. I'm sorry. You missed one of my really deep, important thoughts. Oh no. Um, but it's fine. Um, so anyway, they go through his <laughs> they go through his passport and they find out his name. And she says, Stacy turns toward them holding a passport. Pablo's his real name, Demetrius Lambracus. And I'm just like, they finally learned his actual name. Which I don't know what I expected for them. Like, they don't speak the same language. He said his name was Pablo. What else are they gonna call him? But also, I'm just like you you let him die and then you told us his name i'm just so sad like it was just why do you have to die first yeah why did it have to why did why did him dying be the thing that made made them know his name that was sad and then they just it says like eric keeps reading the name and he gives the password back to stacy and then he just keeps thinking um pablo's name like over and over and over again like demetrius demetrius he keeps thinking about it and it's just like so sad because they also never the rest of the book nobody ever he's never referred to as demetrius they just go back to calling him pablo and i'm just like we gave him a brief moment of him being a human and now he's just just their dead friend and it's just i feel bad for him he got a real raw deal for pablo vote for pablo his name <laughs> Demetrius okay so it's sad anyway anyway yeah it's hitting it's really hitting the rails uh three out of six are dead and the other three literally they end up dying in the next couple pages yeah um so Eric Eric starts it he starts up on his bullshit um Matthias and Stacy get back to camp and uh out stumbles Eric and guess what I don't want to guess. He has no fucking skin. He's been skinning himself the whole time they've been gone. He's been looking for vines and he's just been peeling his fucking skin off his body. And Ooh. I start screaming and there's just so much detail. And this bitch, like, he's he's skinning himself and he has the audacity. He has the audacity to stab our boy, Matthias, in the fucking heart. Like, what the fuck, Eric? Our unproblematic king, he gets, he gets stabbed. It's so horrible. So horrible. So horrible. Moment of silence. Okay. Sorry, Matthias. You were a good dude. You were the only good dude. And motherfucking Stacy, those two die. Stacy just walks on down the hill. Well, Stacy has to kill Eric. Like, we skipped that part. Like, he asks oh, her yeah. to end his suffering 
after he kills oh. Matthias, he asks her to kill him, and she does. So it's literally just Stacy, which like that's crazy because Stacy the whole time was like, I'd never like I can't do anything on my own. Like I like she just I didn't expect Stacy to like be the last one standing, and I also didn't expect Eric to not die first. So it's been a pretty crazy twist of events here. Absolutely, twists and turns, twisty and turny like vines. Yeah. Hmm. So Stacy takes the last bottle of alcohol that they have and goes down to the bottom of the hill and just stares at the group of men like making sure she doesn't leave the hill and she drinks. Oh, yeah and yeah i don't know if we've ever mentioned the reason that they won't i'm um, the reason that they they pretty they figure out that the mayans won't let them leave is because the the vine like it's on their skin like it's on their clothes it'll contaminate everything past can you hear the train right now? oh yeah loud and clear oh shit okay well let's give this a minute i guess okay hey how you doing doing great how about you i'm freaking out mm-hmm. we're almost done we don't have to talk about this book again it's okay it's a good book shit jared yeah. asked me about it and he's like he said that you liked it like it, was, it made me terrified i'm scared jared yeah i was scared too but i liked it but he said he wanted to watch the movie. Me too. You gotta find it. I don't think it's on social streaming services. Is it not? I don't I'm know. Not I haven't buy it. Oh, I'm not gonna spend money. I swear to God. Well, I am not spending money. If it's not on Amazon Prime Video, then I'm gonna, I don't care. So. Yeah. What the shit? Oh, it's on Amazon Prime Video. What is it? That's sick. I still have that, apparently. I'm going to watch it after this. And then we'll discuss on the next episode. We will not. We will not be doing that. (laughs) We might give you an update later. I don't think I'm going to watch this as fast as you are. Oh, yeah. I don't like scary movies. Everyone died. It was very scary. And made my, like, it made me physically ill, I'll be honest. (laughs) Mhm. Mhm. So, I think we got what we wanted, though, from this book, honestly. Um, uh-huh. Because the terrifying presence wasn't like a like wasn't a curse. It wasn't a ghost. It wasn't anything like like I don't know. We were worried it was going to be something racial, and it wasn't. It was not mm-hmm. definitely not that. Um, I was actually like pretty intrigued by the idea of like a sentient plant. The voice masking was pretty traumatizing. Um, so that was super interesting to me. And I just, as we all know, I just got done reading The Hunger Games and watching the movies again. And there is a scene in the second movie when they're in the second or they're in the like 70, 75th Hunger Games or whatever, the quarter quell. And they get caught <laughs> the quarter quell. They get stuck in um, like a part of the the hunger games where there's birds mimicking the voices of their loved ones and it's super traumatizing it just screams like like their family screaming at them for like an hour and it's oh God. and i was like that's what i thought about this whole time I was like it's so traumatizing to have like voice mimicking like that you can't control just like saying all this shit so that was pretty crazy 
Um, I didn't really count on Amy being the first person to die. Actually, like most of my predictions didn't come true, except for the phone thing not being an actual phone. That's the only thing that did come true. So some of my predictions were super like way off, which I do like a book that surprises me. Because if I can guess the plot of the book, then I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't know. It's not as fun. Absolutely. I 100% agree with that. So I said this book wasn't really like anything that I thought it would be. I had a really hard time getting into it at first, but once I drove myself into the woods where I had no cell phone reception, which is probably not a great idea for me to do, but I did. And I managed to finish it like really quickly. Um, I don't really typically read horror books at all, so I don't really have anything to compare it to. Um, but I did really like it. So I'm pretty interested for you who does really enjoy a good horror story. What did you think? Um, I feel like I felt pretty much the same way. I literally, I also read most of it in a really, uh, just like the same span of time. I started it in the morning and I finished it like that nine to five. It was my job that day. I finished that fucking book because I couldn't stop. I love a good horror novel. And like, you can tell it's a good horror novel because it made me physically ill (laughs) Mm -hmm. multiple times. Um, it was haunting. Um, everyone's gone. That was kind of a bummer. I don't know what I expected, but I didn't really expect everyone to die. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just like really hate how like the last page, um, the Greeks do end up coming and they show up with uh, with some new friends, some Brazilians, and like just the cycle begins again. You know, five new people, five new souls for the fucking vines to eat, and it's just like that. <laughs> yeah the last line of the book is like so chilling or like the last like two lines of the book he just says like they started heading up the hill and they didn't even hear the like the horsemen coming from the village like the guys didn't catch them in time like to stop them oh yeah they couldn't even get a warn away there's just going they're going into fucking blind and it's just like so chilling it's so horrible so I was just like, oh man, for like genre authenticity of this book, like it was pretty fucking horrifying. So I do agree with Miss Jeff Summers of the Barnes and Noble article fame. You did a good job. This was a truly horrifying book. Snaps for Jeff. Snaps for Jeff. What did you think? <laughs> I thought it was really authentic. I was so horrified so many times. Like, um, so The Shining. I love The Shining so much because there's a particular scene in it that will haunt me until I die, and that's the shower curtain scene. Um, it makes me terrified of shower curtains being being like shut around me. Mm-hmm. Don't dig it. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Jeff skinning himself is going to be my new shower curtain scene. I'm never going to forget that. I'm Your always new- going to be terrified of skinning. <laughs> Your new sleep paralysis demon. Terrifying. Awful. I'm terrified. Um. Yeah. Definitely. So surprisingly. I'm very shocked with myself, but I would think I'd give this book a seven out of 10. Like, I actually think that I liked it. Like once I got through how much I did not appreciate Scott's really annoying way of describing women and his obsession with their boobs, um, Mm -hmm. I was actually really gripped by the story. And I like low key hate slash love the way it ends with the next group climbing the hill to their inevitable deaths. So I don't know. I think I really liked it. And also Rick Mathias, the only person that I didn't actually hate in the book, like he, he got a raw deal. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I liked it a lot actually. And I would definitely recommend, I didn't think that I would because I don't really like horror stories, but I don't know. It was really good. What about you? Um, big ups to it. Yeah. I think I gave it an eight and a half out of 10. I really liked it. Um, I love horror novels. 
Um, I think I only took away a couple points because yeah, I also didn't really like the way the women were treated and I didn't like, uh, you know, just too much boob, you know, why do they got to be boob hills? Can they just be normal hills? Mm-hmm. Um, mm. But yeah, good horror novel. Um, the only thing I think would have made it better would be, I don't know, like a happy ending, but I guess like I wouldn't really make it a horror novel, you know, it really sticks with you a lot more. The fact that it ends so like hauntingly. Yeah, for sure. So big ups to Mr. Jeff Summers and also I suppose Mr. Scott Smith, even though we don't appreciate your take on women, but you know what? That's fine. We don't have to agree about everything. So that concludes our depiction. Well, not our depiction, our description. Sorry, we did not depict <laughs> anything. Our descript- description of the horror book, The Ruins. And next week, we will be reading, well, this week, I guess, we will be reading a historical fiction novel. And that book is called All the Light We Cannot See by Anthony Doer. <laughs> I didn't look this up. It looks to be possibly, um, I don't know. I don't know how to say his name. I'm really sorry. But anyway, we'll I don't, get it. We'll get it figured out. We'll get it figured out by, by next time. You know, I'll, we don't, I'll look we, it up. we don't promise that it won't happen. Um, I'll forget. Right we'll after forget. <laughs> but anyway, I do remember our strategy session when we went through to see like what books we were going to be reading. And I remember us both kind of being equally excited about this book. But now that I read the back, I don't really know why. And also, I read the description off Wikipedia to my coworker the other day. And I said, this is the next book we're going to be reading. And I read it to him. And then I said, well, this sounds like we're going to cry. Why did we pick this book? Um, I'm ready to cry. Okay. So this is the book we will be reading for next time. And the back of the book says, Marie Loyer LeBlanc. I don't know. It's French. Matt LeBlanc's grandma. Um, Lives with her father in Paris near the Museum of Natural History where he works. When she is 12, the Nazis occupy Paris and father and daughter flee to the walled citadel of St. Malo where Marie, we're just calling her Marie. Marie's reclusive great uncle lives in in a tall house by the sea. With them, they carry what might be the museum's most valuable and dangerous jewel. In a mining town in Germany, Werner, an orphan, grows up with his younger sister, enchanted by a crude radio they find that brings them news and stories from the places they have never seen or imagined. Uh, Werner, which is probably not how you say it, becomes an expert in building and fixing these crucial new instruments and is enlisted to use his talent to track down the resistance. Marie and Werner from warring countries both have lost many of the people they loved. They come together in St. Malo as Doer, Doer, I don't know, the man that wrote this book. Illuminates the ways against all odds. People try to be good to one another. I don't know why we thought this was going to be a good idea because I just feel like it's going to be a lot of heartache for us. Also, a lot of having to pronounce names that is going to be difficult. Yeah, what what era of history is this supposed to be? What historical fiction? I think it's World War II. Oof, oh God. It's either going to be like sad army stuff or it's going to be like sad Holocaust stuff. Like, no matter what, like, World War II is just not a good look for us. So we're going to have a rough time with this one. Also, it is separated into chapters or sections, but they don't, the chapters aren't numbered. They just have titles, which might be helpful, but 
I don't know. How many pages does, oh, you don't have your book on you, so you don't know how many pages yours has. I'm just going to take yeah. a wild guess and say that they are not formatted the same. Should I go upstairs and check? <clears throat> you don't have to. It can be a surprise for later. It'll be a surprise. Yeah, I don't want to go upstairs. I'm tired. Yeah, I get it. Um, Pre-thoughts. Do you think we're going to be sad? 100% will cry at least once. Okay. Seems fair. Okay. You want to tell them where to find us? No, wait, no. Your thoughts? Oh, I think we're going to cry, but that's fine. I'm okay with it. Two votes for cry. <laughs> Everybody else that's listening, which we all know is just Zac Efron. Um, <laughs> they, he thinks we're going to cry too. So we do have some social medias that you can find us on. Um, Indy does have a personal bookstagram that you could go ahead and follow and you probably should. Do you want to plug that? Sure. Um, uh, it's at Dirty Rotten Reader. And it's about books. Updates it sometimes. Um, you can find us on Instagram and we are at the Hibrarians Book Club um, also we do have a Twitter and I can't promise that it's updated but we have one and you can follow that and it's at th underscore book club pod um, sorry about the shitty handle there but someone had taken our idea and it took me 92 tries to get this and I still don't like it so I'm kind of mad about well, it nice. We'll get, we'll get it. We'll buy the other one. We'll buy it. So bear with us while our tweets are shitty and so are the, so is our handle. But anyway, it's fine. Um, and the last place that you can find us is we do have an email. Um, we are thehibrarians.bookclub at gmail.com. If you want to say anything to us, if you want to tell us we suck, you can do sure. that. It's America. You're allowed to care or you're about to feel how you feel. Um, you can say what you want. Just know that if you tell us mean things, I'm going to cry. So, what? Bear that Ooh. in mind. I don't want people no to one's say allowed mean to things make my, to me. No one's allowed to make my best friend cry or I'll make them cry. I'll, I'll punch them. I'll punch anyone. <laughs> anyway, so you can send us you can send us mean things, but we appreciate nice things. Um, also, if you have any book suggestions, we would really appreciate that as well. Um, if you send us one, just give us like the name of the book, a quick synopsis and why you recommend the book to us and uh, what genre you think it falls into, because we, as we always do, we'll be harshly judging the person um, and what they, they, what genre they put it in if we don't agree with them. So that's fun. Also, <laughs> if we don't pick your book to read, it could just be that we have a backlog of books already in that genre, or also it could be that we don't want to. But we also are always looking for books to read. Like, we just love to read. That's kind of the whole reason we do this. So if anybody has any suggestions of even just books that you think are good, send them to us. We're always looking to expand our personal libraries. Absolutely. Especially since we picked the last bunch of books and we have not picked well. Like, up until this book, like, I can't really say that I've, like, I've this is, is a good book. Well, I did like Children of Blood and blood and bone i liked that one but yeah but we have established that i'm a slut for <laughs> adult fiction so like it's probably <coughs> probably just that but yeah i can agree this has been the first book besides that one that i can say i honestly like liked and wouldn't read again but would recommend other people to read so please help us we suck at research thank you
<laughs> Got anything else for the the good of the club or stay hydrated? Hydrated, um, hydrate, bitch. Spay new to your pets. Teach children how to meet dogs. Um, yeah, that's it. That's it. Don't be racist. Don't be racist. Yeah. Wow. That's a big one. Don't be racist. Just don't. Just don't be mean. It's just easier to be nice to people, I think. Like, be <laughs> yeah. kind to yourself. Good vibes. And to others. Smoke oh, some more weed. The- I know. Oh I what's happening? <laughs> I think you need to go to bed, young lady. I think you need to go to bed. Yeah, you're going to work in the morning. Shit. Yeah. Um, thank you guys so much for listening and we'll catch you next week where we'll be reading all the light we cannot see. So thanks so much. I'll catch you on the flip side. Yeah. Catch you. Thank you so much. Flop. Okay, and this is getting really really uh needy. <laughs> I don't know. I missed you. I missed you too. But speaking of <laughs> bookstagrams. Yo. You still drawing that picture or no? Yeah. <laughs> no. I haven't, yeah. Really, I haven't in a really long time, but I just I just found it again. You know what's funny? Hmm. You sent that picture to me, and like the day before, I'd been thinking that I wanted to ask you to draw me one. I'm psychic. And you had like already started. I'm psychic and I'm stupid. <laughs> I'm slow. Could have saved money. Yeah. Gotta be stop. I gotta stop being so crazy. Why did I spend so much money on tarot cards? <laughs> did you buy more tarot cards? Maybe. You can't buy your first set of tarot cards. I already did. I've had multiple sets. It's. I think someone's supposed to buy it for you. Your first set you have to get. It's supposed to be gifted to you. Oh well, I got my first set when I was like eleven. Did so. someone gift it to you? No, I bought it for myself. Like oh. a heathen, I had to hide it from my mom because she didn't want me bringing the devil into her house. <laughs> Your mom and my mom would agree. 